for 12 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. And we're privileged and happy to have you. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Well, Romy, three decades of Rosie on the House, and I think you just did the first one-hour beer commercial of our broadcasting history. <laughs> first time for everything. The first time for everything. You know, you do something long enough, and you tend to compile up some statistics. And uh, I'm very humbled to kind of share these statistics with you in the 32 years we've been on air trying to help Arizona homeowners. We've compiled 10,000 broadcast hours on seven different stations across the state. We've had over 10 million website hits with over 8 million unique visits. We've handled hundreds of thousands of phone calls, both on air and at the office during the week. It's just these kind of numbers are humbling. They're nothing more than just humbling. And we do what we can here at Rosie on the House to give you, the Arizona homeowner, the information you need to manage, repair, and maintain your home appropriate to this environment, whether you're below the Mogollon Rim on the desert floor or up on the Colorado Plateau. We've got the building experience statewide from Springerville, Eager, Alpine, Nutrioso to Wikiup. We've even remodeled a structure in Bouse, Arizona. Now, how many people can say that? Huh? We've owned homes and buildings in Tucson, Pima County, remodeled homes in Casa Grande, and of course, we've been active in the Maricopa County, Phoenix metro area for almost 45 years. So wherever you live in the great state of Arizona, if you've got an issue with your house, home, castle, or cabin, we would encourage you to give us a call. We are like your free starting point, no matter what you want to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. Our phone number this morning to reach the station, to reach the show, regardless which station you're listening to us across the state of Arizona, you call one toll-free number, and my wife Jennifer pays for the phone call. How great is that? one 888 767-4348. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and what issue you're dealing with. And let's see if we can't put our building and remodeling experience to work for you. It's our goal to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Now, during the broadcast, we periodically invite specialists in to talk through particular projects that quite frankly, get over my head. And it isn't hard to get over my head. I've been in the business a long time, and I know a little bit about everything, just enough to be dangerous. Uh, but I rely on my friends and my, my respected peers and experts in the industry to make sure I keep on the straight and narrow. Now, this morning, I've invited a longtime associate, Mr. Bob Brown, from Arizona Foundation Solutions. Bob, welcome to the studio this morning. Thanks, Rosie. And we're, we're, we are used to having you in studio talking about Bob Brown's newest venture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Always got something going. Uh, I think we started as repair masons. Yep. 
And that was a good few years ago. That's right. Yep. Y'all started there. Y'all went into concrete repair, management, maintenance, ended up in foundation. Right. Support, repair, correction. Been been quite the journey. It has. And now today in particular, uh, we get asked the question often. I want to talk to those of you that own Arizona homes. Uh, The great majority of you uh, have a home that sits on a concrete slab. And that concrete slab is bounded by what we call a stem wall, which is a vertical concrete wall that goes down to a spread footing underneath the ground. That stem wall we like for pest control and moisture control to extend above the finished grade a good six to eight inches minimum. That's where we see the termite tubes. That's where we see the spalling concrete. That's where we see the exposed, rusted rebar. And that's what we're bringing Bob in this morning to talk about a a new, you've actually patented this process, right? That's correct. Well, let's talk about those ugly, spalled, rusted stem walls. It it is a structural issue. Very much so. Uh, Matter of fact, uh, it could lead to a complete uh, loss of structural stability if left untreated. And I don't think, and, 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 you know, we talk about what Rosie does know and what Rosie doesn't know. And I, I just always refer to it as the ongoing education of Rosie Romero. Uh, because for 20 years, when someone would call me with expanded, rusted, popped, uh, spalled stem walls, I'd say, okay, we can, I know how to solve this. We're going to go in there and we're going to uh, clear out everything that's loose. We're going to power wash it. We're going to let it dry, maybe even soda blast it or uh, sandblast it. Then we're going to treat the rusted rebar with some kind of anti-rust corrosion paint coating. Then we're going to apply a concrete bonder to the spalled out stem wall. And then we're going to apply a waterproofing epoxy cement. And then we're going to trowel that out. The repair is going to be invisible. You paint it and we're done. And that we really weren't doing very many favors to people. No, I mean, uh, you know, that's not far off of what the International Concrete Repair Institute says to do. Uh, clean it out. They, the, the, the difficulty is uh, you have to get all of the rebar to white metal condition, which means the backside too, and that's very difficult to do. You have to excavate in back of it. Your sandblaster has to refract off of that and then coat the entire thing without leaving one pinhole. Very difficult to do. Very. Uh properly. So explain to me, uh, we were talking about, he, he's not an old friend, but he's a respected expert in the industry, Jesse. Oh yeah, known uh, Jesse for many years. I mean, he and I did a, 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 a court case 30 years ago, is when I first met him. And he told me then, he said, and it was a, it was a prominent developer in, in North Scottsdale, and there was a class action suit against him. And Jesse and I were called in as expert witnesses. And Jesse and I were visiting outside the courtroom. And he said, Rosie, if developers and home builders would just go to 4,000 PSI concrete, 90% of these surface wear and spalding situations. So at that point, I've never poured anything less than 4,000 PSI. I thought, well, for for one extra sack of cement for every yard, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, it definitely makes sense to have good, dense, quality concrete, and that will help 
with this particular situation, but it's not the panacea for okay. it, for sure. All right. So that adds density, Correct. Which, which, cre- which creates well, our dilemma is that concrete is so water porous. That's right. It's got millions of pores all through it. And then that water finds its way to the rebar. Correct. And we start rusting. Right. Rusting does what? Well, when, when rebar rusts, it turns from iron to iron oxide. Well, iron oxide is obviously a lot weaker, right? But it takes up more volume. It can take up eight times the volume of a rebar once it completely oxidizes. A number three or number four rebar is, the whole time it's rusting, it's expanding, creating it, outward pressure. Yeah, up to 9,000 PSI of pressure. <laughs> it's called oxide jacking. And you've got to totally, and just, and what we were doing was eliminating any moisture from the outside of the stib wall to stop that. But but in fact, that's not the only place moisture comes from. Well, yeah, well, moisture comes from the backside of the stem wall, the bottom of the footing. There's, there's just no way. I hear competitors talk about how they want to waterproof the entire stem wall. Uh, it's not a good idea to seal in all that moisture that comes from other places. And now you've got rebar that, with trapped humidity in it. So that could be actually counterproductive. And it, it's really kind of... a an electrolytic process is That's how right. this is all done. It, That's right. Uh, there's a tiny micro chemical electrical current that's going on once once the the water in those pores gets reaches a certain amount of uh, uh, moisture content. That electrical flow starts, and once it starts, it's very difficult to stop. It's impossible to stop as long as there's steel inside the concrete. So now we've got to get to the steel. We've got to get it down to white steel, get all the iron oxide, quote unquote, rust right. off of it. Then we've got to seal it, and then we've got to reinstall the cement. But Bob Brown at Arizona Foundation Solutions has come up to an alternate, long-term, virtually permanent solution that beats that. And I'm going to want to go into that in just a few minutes. So, Bob, if someone would like to talk to you about not only stem wall repair, but your your whole field of expertise of foundation repair and shoring and stuff, how would people get a hold of you? Probably go to the Rosie website. Okay, we'll, right. we'll get a we'll get a number and a and a, and a and a web address to you a little bit later in the show. You can find them at rosieonthehouse.com under foundation repair. Just type in your zip code and foundation repair. Uh, and Arizona Foundation Solutions will pop up, and you'll be able to find them right there. Uh, I, I know you do track uh, a lot of your marketing uh, with specific phone numbers, so we'll get that specific phone number that you'd like people to call today. But uh, if you're considering getting expert, looking at any foundation concerns you have, uh, Bob and I have worked together. Uh, it goes over 20 years. And uh, I've always respected his expertise in the region, in the in the in the industry. When we get back, we're going to talk about what Bob's solution is to this oxidizing rebar inside your stem wall that creates that ugly spalding concrete falling off the stem wall. You and many times you, you all you see is a horizontal crack in the stem wall, and you don't know if it's anything to worry about or not. Well, that's actually rebar expanding, blowing the concrete out, and it is something you should address and take care of. If you'd like to ask any question about home repair, remodeling, or maintenance, give us a ring at one 767 
Singing to your walls here at Rosie on the House. Visiting with Mr. Bob Brown from Arizona Foundation Specialist. Uh, we're talking about, in particular, just right now, uh, one of Bob's specialties are stem wall repair. And you may notice this by walking around the outside of your home. Most of you will have a stucco house that then goes down to a horizontal line we call drip screed that should be a minimum of six to eight inches above the grade. And that will expose a concrete stem wall that very often we see in a deteriorated state. So we're talking about some of the worst situations where the horizontal cracking has gotten to the point where the rebar has oxidized, rusted to the point where it's blown the concrete out. You actually see the vertical, the horizontal cracking. You could possibly see the rebar. You see chunks of concrete that have fallen on the floor. Now, what's the permanent solution to that? So I, I, I wrestled with this for a lot of years. I followed the ICRI method, and it was very, very difficult to execute properly and have a long-term result. And even if you execute it perfectly, it still doesn't last forever. And so I started thinking about it, and I did some old repairs on a fountain at 44th Street in Van Buren, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago, and I used a composite rebar, and that thing performed beautifully, even to this day. Started thinking about it, and I realized, you know what? We need to get all the metal out of the concrete and replace it with, with uh, composites. Now, that not only includes the rebar, but hold-down straps and any temporary jacks to hold it up while you're working. Everything needs to be... Uh, composite, and so I started thinking about it, and I developed the Neverus system. And where where do you get composite rebar? Uh, there are a number. There are a number of uh, poltruders. It's actually an interesting. Uh, it's not poltruding. It's poltruding uh, manufacturers across the United States, or you can go to China or wherever. You can buy these uh, 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 composite rebars. Uh, pretty much, you know, if you look up. Uh, Poltrusion, you'll find manufacturers on on the internet. Are they in, are they in twenty foot sticks like rebar? Or are they yes. in a spool? No, they're in twenty foot sticks. Oh. Well, you can get them in any length, but twenty foot is how they typically come. I think of it like fiberglass rebar. Yeah, you, fiberglass is one okay. one method. It's not the it's not the only composite. I mean, there's uh, carbon fiber, there's uh, uh, basalt. Uh, there's, there's a number of types of, uh, of, uh, composite rebar and, 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 and rebar isn't the only thing you have hold down straps that are important as well. I want to get into that in just a minute, but I want to talk through how you're installing these composite rebars to stop the oxidation and the explosion of the, of the stem wall. Which in my mind just goes back to the beginning. Why, why aren't we using the composites from the startup <laughs> instead of waiting yeah. 50 years for the rebar to rust out and then go back and replace it later. I mean, it's a great question and it all comes down to cost. It's much more expensive than regular rebar. So, I mean, for a repair that you don't want to keep having over, it, it, it makes total sense. But to build a building or a house with, with composites, 
I personally think it makes a ton of sense, but you can't convince the builders to do it because it's expensive. Now, you know where my sick mind goes? I'm thinking concrete, rebar, and water. Right. I'm thinking Hoover Dam. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is this going on inside Hoover Dam right now? (laughs) Well, they probably used very, very dense concrete. But yes, I would guess that there's probably some oxidation going on there. Absolutely. I I would hate to see that that concrete start spalling. Yeah. I get really nervous. (laughs) So... You do. You go in and do what? You you you're going into a repair. This eight foot section of stem wall. Right. You got two minutes to describe it. To so us. so basically, you chisel out uh, all of the concrete to till you get to what you call fractured rock, where you're actually chipping out and you're chipping the rocks in half instead of popping them out. And then once you get to good solid substrate, you make you you get all the steel out of there. So any any rebar, any hold down straps. And then you you uh, you drill and dowel both ends. Insert your uh, your uh, composite rebar into the in, into the concrete, uh, and you use ties, but you don't use metal ties, right? You right. use you use zip ties okay. to tie it together, and you uh, use little dowels vertically along the rebar to hold it in place. And uh, and if you and if it's a, if it's a large area and it's really badly. Uh, uh, deteriorated. You got to put some jacking in to hold the house up while you're digging it all out. Otherwise, the house could fall down on sure, you, right? Sure. So, you, and, and and of course, you want to don't want to put a metal jack in because when you when you bury that, it's going to rust. So you need to have a composite jack. You put that in there, and if you have a tie down strap, uh, we could talk more about that. You've got to replace that as well. So you're going in and out, you, you just take a torch and you burn the old rebar out or cut it out? And... Just a, a, a diamond blade on a okay. four-inch grinder. Okay. Just take it out. Yeah. And then we're going to replace that with this carbon fiber rebar, uh, non-conductive. And then, what, then then you shotcrete it back in place? Uh, you don't have to shotcrete it. Okay. You basically, uh, you can just patch it back in. We've we've experimented with a number of ways. You can you can set a form on there and pump it in. Okay. You can patch it in. Okay. We've experimented with spraying it in with a sprayer. There's different ways of doing it. Here with Bob Brown of Arizona Foundation Solutions. If you've got a question about anything concerning your house, home, castle, or cabin, feel free to give us a ring at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. Nice selection, Gary. I told him this morning it's going to be an interesting program because you usually have a genre or a theme during prep of your music, but it was all over the board today. Everything just (laughs) fell into place. Let's put it that way. (laughs) We're in studio with the Dirt Whisperer, Mr. Bob Brown, Arizona Foundation Solutions, and something uh, new today. You've always been able to call the show, one 767 Four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. The auto attendant is gone, so it'll just ring straight into the studio now. You can text questions to four one one nine two three. You can email info at rosieonthehouse.com if you needed to send a picture or short video to help describe your project or the issue you're working on. But now, Bob, we've got YouTube comments. Cool. We had a video produced 
demonstrating this repair. Uh, we published it last uh, this week. It went out in our blog. Uh, it was in our newsletter that went out Thursday. And looking at the comment that came in so far, a gentleman wants to know how much does a repair like this cost? Uh, it's not super expensive. It's not like putting in uh, piles. Uh, it's uh, about 95 bucks a foot. Typically, your average project might be some, somewhere between one and $4,000, typically. And this is a lineal foot? Per lineal foot, correct. So you can use that as an average, but it may take on site because uh, access to the stem wall, the excavation, the extent of the damage, you know, those will all factor right. in. But you can use $95 per lineal foot as a starting base. And then uh, to get a more accurate number, you would have to get an on-site inspection. Correct. And we'll come out and do a free inspection. So so if you go to the homepage of Rosie on the House, you'll see that video link there. Uh, and you can watch it and see exactly what... Uh, this repair looks like. You're all going to recognize immediately that damaged stem wall because we've all seen them. Uh, but seeing this repair will then uh, help you understand what what the exact process is, that visual aid. Correct. I like to try and paint a picture for homeowners. Your home rests on an anchor in the ground. And in Arizona, in the, on the desert floor, we want to be that. We want the bottom of that anchor to be deeper than 18 inches, about 24 inches. Uh, they say that's to get below the frost line, which on the desert floor never goes more than an inch and a half. So I'm not sure why we go 24 inches, but we do. Uh, industry standard, and it it's a it's a wide footing, so it's going to take all the vertical weight of your home, and it's going to spread it out over an area. Then we're going to come off of that spread footing with a narrow vertical concrete wall. That's the stem wall. Very important part of your home structure and skeletal system. But there are other parts as well. Once we get to the top of stem, uh, I can't, Bob, I can't tell you how many times uh, in a remodeling project um, we get the stucco torn off. uh, We get the shear panels torn off. And the galvanized vertical strapping, we were talking rust earlier, the galvanized strapping is all but gone. Uh, I've seen very few of those last much more than a couple of years. Uh, Yeah, it's galvanized, but you have to remember that galvanization is just more noble. It's it's going to... uh, galvanize, it's going to deteriorate faster than the steel. Once it's gone, then it's up to the steel. And it's a very thin strap, maybe a sixteenth of an yeah. inch thick. And it doesn't stand a chance. It's gone. And and the, the, the role of that strap is to take that spread footing 24 inches down in the ground that is connected by steel rebar to the stem wall, that then we take this steel strap and go from the stem wall up primarily corner post, uh, to anchor the outside corner of your framed house all the way down to your spread footing. Right. It's a continuous shear load. Right. It's uh, it's designed to, to guard against uplift. You have a big wind, it catches up underneath your eaves. You have a microburst or something like that. Uh, it's designed to help keep the house held down in those, it's actually called a hurricane strap. And now this process of the composite reinforcing in the stem wall 
you've incorporated this process to, yes. to inch up the wall and include these hold downs? Yeah, replacing these straps has been very problematic in the past. You got to rip off the stucco. You do, yeah. Then you got to chip down the concrete and put a whole new strap in, patch the concrete. Try to retexture the stucco to match, then repaint the stucco to match, which is impossible over time. You'll always <laughs> see the patch. Just nobody was ever happy with it. And, and so I developed this uh, a way to get around all of that by screwing a long 8-inch screw down below where we're doing all the work in the concrete up through the base plate into the stud. It has to it has to go into the stud because uh, if it doesn't, the, in a big wind, the stud will just pull right off the base plate. And then that... Eight-inch bolt is then has a, a flexible uh, nylon loop that hangs down into the concrete, okay. and and the composite rebar fits right through that loop. So now the composite rebar is kind of cool. Actually, has two purposes. It not only replaces the rebar that was there before, but now it's part of the hold down system. So it, it, it and it's it works really cool. It's a, it's a great invention, and uh, um, it's it's. Probably one of the coolest innovations in this in this field in a long time. Now, homeowners, if you walk around the outside of your home and you're looking at this area of exposed stem wall, you could see what looks like, you know, from five, six feet above the ground, looks like vertical cracking. I would ask you to go over there and just flick it with your finger. And if it flies off and it's a mud tube, that's actually termites. Right. That's a different situation. But if you've actually got concrete cracking, either horizontally or vertically, and you may not see it, it may be below grade. Right. How then do you do, how do you even know you have a problem at that point? Well, a lot of times you'll see a little crack, you know, maybe three or four feet long, and then you're thinking, ah, oh, well, just a little crack. Well, okay. go and look at either end of it because it probably dips below the dirt and keeps going, and that's when you know you got a problem. So you've developed the Never Rust stem wall repair system. Correct. And that's one of the services you offer. Um, a big part of your job is really soil analysis statewide. Right. Uh, what are the common failures? You surprised me 15 years ago when you said, Rosie, everybody thinks it's settling and foundation failure. It's heaving. Right. Is, is the great majority of Arizona's problem. That's Explain that. So when you have clays, uh, clay is a very, very tiny particle. Uh, you have to look, you only see a clay particle with an electron scanning microscope. So tiny. And it has a, a, a tiny negative charge and water has a positive charge. So when they come in close to each other, the clay grabs the water and holds onto it in between its particles and expands like a sponge when it gets wet. And it, it just gets bigger and bigger. And it, it doesn't take much, maybe 1% or 2%. It's, they, both, both clay particles look dry to the eye, but one has 2% more, and it's expanding. And, uh, and if you have a house on top of it, you're going to heave upwards and crack drywall and crack trusses and have all kinds of problems. And to the untrained eye... It looks like the other side of the house is settling, right. but it's actually this side of the house lifting. Yeah, so people say to us all the time, I know it's settling because, look, it's low on the edge of the wall. And I'm like, yeah, it might be low there, but it might be low just because the middle's high. And they're like, what? You know, I don't get it. <laughs> y'all come out and y'all create a topographic map Correct. of the house. Right. Explain yeah, that process. So you take a, a what we call a manometer, uh, which is a, basically a water level, and you... You 
measure the level. You draw a floor plan of the house and you measure the level in, in many places. And then we have a topographic mapping software that allows us to understand, okay, we draws topo lines, puts it in color so you can see what's high and what's low. And then that's an integral part, not the only part, an integral part of analyzing and understanding, okay, what do we think's going on here? How do we not misinterpret it, which commonly happens? And that map tells us whether the house is rising up, heaving, or settling, shrinking. It helps. It's one of the tools. It's an important tool. And that's the starting point. Correct. Okay. If you've got any concerns that you'd like to have someone come out and assess at your home, whether it's the horizontal cracking on the stem walls or suspicions of drywall cracking, masonry, uh, mortar line cracks or cracks that go through the masonry units themselves. Uh, what's the phone number? Well, you can go to foundationrepairwithrosie.com and fill out an online form there that lets Bob Brown know you're an exceptional customer because you listen to this program. And only exceptional people and exceptional homeowners are allowed to tune in. But if you do need a plain old telephone for the Phoenix metro area, 602 702 5390, Tucson and Southern Arizona, 520-762-4160. And you operate statewide. I mean, the the soil conditions, the variable soil condition just within our state. Oh yeah. Is 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 innumerable. Oh yeah. You get chinley clays up up in the plateau. You get very dry conditions down south. You got What's that talcum powder up by Greer and uh, what, Geronimo limestone? or I can't remember what they call it, but it's uh, junk. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, it's not coming to me right now, but I know what you're talking about. It, it's like building on top of baby talcum powder. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no bearing capacity at all. No, it's just like it's very fine dust. And I, I, I ran into that up in Desert Mountain. Uh, it was underneath a hard layer. Huh, lots of problems with that product. And you have been known for years for going into these foundation repairs, and you have multiple tools for drilling down. I'm simplifying it, but drilling down to support systems, putting a rod in, bolting it to the stem wall, and re-supporting these in a in a bearing capacity. Oh, that's exactly right. So you're referring to helical or push piers or micropiles. And sometimes you can just drive casing down in the soil and uh, inject uh, uh, zero slump grout uh, to densify the soils. So there's lots of tools that we can use to fix those problems. And people think, well, I live right in town. That isn't going to happen to me. Well, we've got Bob starting on three different projects in the next couple months. One's in South Scottsdale. And one's in McCormick Ranch, and one's up by Kierlin. <laughs> and so th- these are homes that, ne- the one in McCormick Ranch in particular, the developer never really adequately handled surface water and, and piled the houses in so close to each other, yep. there's no place for the water to go. That's the biggest common problem in Arizona. There's just no, it's flat and there's just not good drainage. It's impossible to get good drainage. All right. We're going to have to take a quick break here, but we get back, we'll wrap up with Bob Brown, Arizona Foundation Solutions. When the walls come down
clouds come down. Hopefully they won't come down at your house. That's why you're tuned into Rosie on the house, so we can save you from those kind of heartaches. Let me explain a simple thing about concrete. There's a few things that are absolutely sure in life. Taxes, hmm. death, and concrete will crack. That's right. Ab there's no concrete that won't crack. So in our human genius, we throw steel rebar in there. So when it does crack, it doesn't come apart. Correct. So all of the concrete that you see supporting your home, the apartments through town, the high rises downtown, all of that concrete has a, a steel rebar skeleton to it. It includes your stem wall. But that has, in the stem wall application in particular, some inherent challenges. Even though we're in Arizona, we've still got irrigation, utility trenches, all source, all kinds of sources of irrigation and water moisture accessing that stem wall. And many builders like to pour the stem wall self-leveling. Yeah. At, at about a, at a, at about a two inch slump watered down. Uh, and I don't know what that ends up being once it cures, but it, I doubt that it's the 3000 specified PS PSI it's supposed to be. Uh, so that's your stem wall. We've developed, I say we, I'm taking credit because Bob's my guest here on the show. <laughs> Bob developed uh, this system of getting that steel out of there and correcting the rebirth. Let's wrap up the show a little bit talking about mistakes people make and assumptions they make that are improper on how this can get fixed. Yeah, so a lot of people just think, oh, well, it's just a crack. Uh, there's lots of ways of fixing cracks in concrete. You can epoxy inject it. Well, that's right. You can epoxy inject it, but that's not going to stop the rebar from rusting and expanding. Even if you somehow magically coat it all the way around the rebar, you haven't removed the rust from it. So it's going to continue to rust. So epoxy injection doesn't fix the, the problem. Uh, some people believe, oh, my handyman is going to use, you know, a really 10,000-pound patch of concrete. No, the, the tensile strength of a 10,000 PSI concrete patch is still only about 750 pounds. Very, very weak. Has no chance against the 9,000 pounds of oxide jacking. There's, most people don't realize the complexity of the problem because to the eye, it looks simple, but it is quite complex. It does require a, a comprehensive fix. You start, you start, you dig into it, you go down this rabbit hole of cathode, cathodic right. production, anodes, oh, yeah. and electrolysis, and how it's all working together. And it does get very complicated. So you take the conductivity of the product out by going to the right. composite material, and I mean, you solved it. If you wanted to get real esoteric, you could put a cathodic protection program in with electrical currents and all that kind of stuff, but it would cost you a fortune. You know? And that's generally what they do at places like I'm scared of, like Hoover Dam. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> or, or big power plants or big infrastructure, they use these cathodic protection plans, correct. To keep the electric current from oxidizing all the steel buried that's right. in all the concrete. That's right. All right. So, folks, as a, as a trusted peer of mine, if you've got a concern about your foundation, your stem wall, your house settling or heaving, I couldn't recommend more for you to call my friend Bob Brown 
at Arizona Foundation Solutions. 602-702-5390-520-762-4160 for Southern Arizona. And y'all do work, uh, you know, we don't have a Northern Arizona number, but you know, they could call either one of those. Correct. We, ha- we have uh, offices in Prescott, Flagstaff, and Sholo as well. Perfect. Okay. We need to get, I'll get those numbers there and uh, get those updated on our website. Y'all do. I mean, it's seriously statewide. Yes. And then we, then we get into the whole new topic of what do you do with crawl spaces? Once you go on top of the rim, a lot of those homes aren't yep. slab on grade crawl yep. spaces and all the, everything we've done about crawl spaces since the beginning of time, we're now finding may have been wrong. We're going to have to have you back to talk about that. Absolutely. We've been venting crawl spaces. Now we're sealing them. Correct. Completely. 180 degree change of what we've done, really, from the beginning of time. Total flip. Yeah. All right, y'all. Bob Brown, Arizona Foundation Solutions. More of Roselle Now's all next hour. Stay tuned.